One of the priorities of the shiny new Space Force is making sure its employees get paid. Now, right now, there's just one singular member of that new service. It's the Chief of Space Operations, General Jay Raymond. Well, that's going to change soon. Some 16,000 service members and civilians will eventually transfer to the Space Force, which wants to make sure it gets its basic HR right. Federal News Network Scott Massioni joins me with the latest on plans at the Space Force. And is there really a doubt, Scott, that they can not get paid? It's a little more complicated than you could imagine. And, and you know, obviously it's because it's been about 70 years since they've started a whole new service. And, and that's sort of their... Uh, their reasoning behind everything, but they do need some congressional approval uh, before they start moving these service members over. So there's a real difference between, well, let me start with the numbers first. There's going to be about 16,000 civilians and uh, service members that will be assigned to the Space Force. Now, it's a really important word. Those assignments have not been made yet? Correct. They are not uh, technically assigned yet, but they will be going over there. The talk about shovel ready, huh? <laughs> right. Well, it, it the, the thing is is that they're doing some jobs for the space force. They're going to be assigned to it, but none of them have transferred over. So once you transfer, that's when you uh, cut off ties with your previous service and start uh, as a space force person. They don't have a name yet. So uh, right now, as you said, General Jay Raymond is the only Space Force service member at, at the time. Eventually, there's going to be 16,000 total service members plus the, the civilians. So it's, a, it's an important distinction to make. Now, the people that are going to be coming over are going to be these space experts that are ex- experts in global space. They're doing things like missile defense, missile detection. If you remember the Iranian attack, the ones that gave a uh, warning to the service members in in the base there in Iraq. That's the kind of work that they do. Uh, the The space operations that are specific to each service, though, will be uh, still within that service. So there's going to be a little bit of pairing and, and difference between the, the space types. It sounds like kind of a complicated apparatus, but getting to the human capital piece, we did see some ads in usajobs.gov that they're looking for civilian employees in HR. And what do we know about their whole human capital approach so far for Space Force? Right. Well, it's going. It's actually really something they're really honing in on at this point. So right now we know that for the structure of the Space Force, there's going to be three directorates. The first is human, human capital and logistics, and there's operations, cyber, and intelligence, and then finally plans, programs, requirements, and analysis. Now, they're really showing their emphasis on the human capital right now because they've already picked the leader for their directorate on human capital, which is going to be Patricia Mulcahy. She's the former Defense Department Director of Officer and Enlisted Personnel, so she definitely has some background in this. And what they're trying to do is really figure out what the the roles and responsibilities of these directorates are going to be. And then as they get into place, they're going to sit down with their counterparts in the Air Force and sort of figure out how they're going to hammer out the details and leverage support from the Air Force uh, for this bigger uh, Space Force mission. If Space Force is mainly coming out of the Air Force, and you mentioned earlier that the Army and Navy will continue to have their own space operations people, will the Air Force also? It will. Uh, So that's the thing is that it's going to be, it's only service-specific space that will go into uh, these these different things. So if you're working on a very service-specific program that has to do with space, like a, a GPS for the Navy or something like that, then you'll stay in the Navy. Otherwise, if you're working on missile detection as, as a whole, then you'll go ahead over to the Space Force. So it's, it's a little convoluted, but it's going to be, it's more of a joint operation type thing. Uh, another thing that, that's really important to keep in mind is that 
the Space Force is trying to stay really lean as they do this. And you remember, they're going to be like the Marine Corps. They're not going to be a complete other service. They're going to be within the Department of the Air Force. And in doing that, they're trying to reduce replication and duplication. So as they're spe- meet, meeting with the air staff, they're asking them, you know, what do we really just need to build out with these directorates? And then the rest, we can just rely on the Air Force's organization and structure to provide that for us. So they don't need to rebuild the wheel a million times with this, but really just build what's specific to their mission, which is space dominance in, in that domain. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Well, for example, who would do launches of military satellites? I mean, that's always been the Air Force handles that with contractors. Will that still be the case? Right. It seems like that something like that would go into the Space Force. Um, you know, unless there's something, like I said, that's very specific to a service, it looks like it's going to be, you know, just in that, that one Space Force with those 16,000 service members. And then we'll see if it, it grows or not. Um, that's sort of the, the big question. And a lot of people are, are worried about is that this is going to turn into another big, humongous uh, uh, service. Now, if you think about it, 16,000 people, that's very small considering there's only 186,000 in the Marine Corps, which is the now second smallest uh, uh, military branch. So this is going to be a very lean military branch, at least for now. It's about the size of one brigade. Right. It's it's Yeah, it's tiny. And by the way, what are these Space Force troops, what do they call them? Right. Well, that's the thing is that they don't, they don't have an answer yet. And uh, I talked to the vice commander of the Space Force. His name is David Thompson, and he's a he's a, a general, a lieutenant general there. And what he said is that they've actually reached out to uh, far far reaches of academia within the Air Force Academy, and they're asking how can we kind of make this the best uh, word that we possibly can that's inclusive and all that kind of stuff. So he said that they've pared it down to some good things, and they're also crowdsourcing within the, the Space Force or the people that will be there. But he has ruled out specifically there will be not they will not be space cadets and they will not be space men. So, well, there'll be something different in between there. Well, they can't call them spacies because that sounds like a discredited actor, <laughs> and they can't call them spacers. That sounds like a piece of hardware from the hardware store. It's a tough decision to to figure out. You know, there's a lot that goes into that, and you know, you have to remember also they're going to put in an anthem, they'll have their own anthem and song and um, uh, uniforms. There's a lot that they still have to work through. Right now, they're just going through the very basics of things. Well, maybe they can get some information or some advice from NASA on how to handle these kinds of things, because I think there's cooperation between the military and NASA when it comes to satellite matters anyway. And tell us again where Space Force is headquartered. I mean, is it is it the Pentagon? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, right now it's the Pentagon. They're within the the Air Force, so uh, they don't have any anything really, any infrastructure. I mean, Jay point. Raymond is in the Pentagon, right? Exactly. Um, so, and and really, they're just they're starting out very minimum and bare bones at this point. And getting back to the human capital question, once they have the basics in place and people get paid and they have nice uniforms and maybe rocket shaped pens or something, <laughs> what about their human capital development going forward in the long term? Right. Well, one of the things that they keep talking about is how they get a fresh start with this. And they want to move away from this this thing that everyone's been calling the 20th century industrial complex of human capital and really focus on talent management as using people as assets and, and taking advantage of the talents that they have. So um, General, General Thompson said that they want to kind of make a program that will bring in people that are, are able to use their personal 
hobbies, their personal talents to help out. And they also want to use automation more that where they would use humans in the past. So that's something they're going to look at. And they really have an opportunity to switch things around compared to something big and clunky like the army. They have a, an opportunity to make a sleek and new uh, talent management system. So in many ways, having this small force might be a crucible for trying things that could apply in the larger forces, not because of the unique mission of space, but because of the unique tininess of it. Sure. I mean, if you think of it in a, a federalist standpoint, it's kind of like the District of Columbia, how it gets to try out all the new laws before other parts of the uh, the country, things like that. I have the pleasure. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.